0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days.
1: County fair season is in full swing. There have been over a dozen counties that have already had their county fair, and we are not even halfway through the county fair season. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and I spoke with Executive Director of the Wisconsin Association of Fairs, Jamie Butke, about how county fair season is progressing, in addition to some legislative conversations at the state capitol that will have an impact on county fairs. How have county fairs in Wisconsin been doing so far this year? We're not even quite halfway through the year, but so far, what's it look like?
0: 2023 has been a really great year so far, unless you were a fair that got hit with some weather. What I'm hearing back from my fairs is that people are coming in, the barns are full, vendors are happy, patrons are happy. And even those that got rain, from what I'm understanding so far, they maybe got one, maybe two days. They haven't been completely rained out either. So far, all the news that I've been hearing from our fairs is that people have been out and about and supporting the fairs.
1: So it's safe to say that attendance numbers are probably up, both in terms of people visiting fairs and also showing at the fair?
0: I would think that that's going to be the case. We'll find out better numbers in fall, but based on the fairs that I've gone to and what I've heard back, yes, people are out and about. And I would say that over the last three years since we've come back from COVID, 2022 wasn't quite back to what the standards were prior to COVID. So I have a feeling that 2023 is going to get our numbers back to what we were prior to
1: that. What are some other trends that you've been noticing at county fairs from the ones that you've seen in person and also some of the other ones that maybe you've just been hearing from?
0: Well, I think one of the things, and our fairs have always done a fabulous job of this, and they just keep getting better at it. We're the event that still talks about how milk gets from the farm to the table or why are you showing an animal? Like we're, we're the educational component that separates us differently from festivals and, and just concerts. And I think one of the things our fairs have tremendously continued to do better on is ag education at the fairs. I take the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, for example. They just put up a lot of brand new buildings and they created an egg center, So, like, they're looking at, as much as it benefited while the fair was taking place, they took it that all year long they plan on having this agricultural center where kids can come and learn about the different areas of agriculture. And they've worked with the schools in their area. And so many of our fairs have what they call egg adventure tents or egg land and that type of stuff. And I think we're just really, truly understanding that that's what separates us from other events, and that's why it's so important. And so I think the continuing to keep ag education in front of the fairgoers and more and more generations, I think sometimes we're educating the parents as much as we are as the kids and keeping it in a fun environment, I think is just something that our fairs have really been doing an exceptional job
1: at. I think it's interesting you mentioned the egg adventure aspect of things, because I can remember that was, it seemed like a novelty when it first came out, and now multiple fairs are doing that. Is that... That's something that you have noticed getting away from the adventure side of things, but with other perhaps unique things at a county fair, are you noticing that perhaps there's a county out there that comes up with an idea, they launch it, and then suddenly a lot of other county fairs in the area are also getting into it as well?
0: It's funny you bring that up because we get together every April and every October. We do district meetings and we talk about the things that worked really well and sharing of ideas. And if that's one thing our industry has been really good about is if I have a blueprint on, a, on something that worked really great, I'm going to share it and give it to another fair. We are really finding that our fairs are doing that. So one of the things I think that's really taken off lately is type of a special needs category where kids with special needs can come into a fair. They can come and meet an animal, and they could go in a show ring with an animal. And we're finding that that's happening at more fairs kind of an all for one show where the exhibitors get to help them and we're seeing that at more fairs which I think is just a great opportunity. That's one of the, probably the things I smile the most at is that they're trying to find ways to incorporate everyone at the fair. The other thing that I'm seeing which I think is really great from the exhibitor standpoint is we're seeing like an overall showman so that kids maybe aren't only focused in dairy, right? Maybe that's their thing, but they have to learn a little bit about swine and they have to learn a little about beef or about chickens, right? And then they learn just enough to show every species and educate themselves and then become an overall showman at the, the fair. And that's another thing that I see our fairs doing a lot of.
1: Now let's shift gears a little bit, Jamie. Let's talk about news that broke this last week at the state capitol. There were some conversations about legislation, Senate Bill 311, that would double the state's share of prize money for local fares from 10000 per fare to 20000 per fare. What does the Wisconsin Association of Fairs feel about that?
0: Well, it's been a year-long process, always making some changes in legislation. It is now six hundred fifty thousand dollars that we, as fairs, will receive as part of state aid. It used to be uh, the last couple of years we've raised it from three fifty up to four fifty. Um, so this year it'll now be six fifty. And it was something that we used to get six hundred fifty thousand dollars back in 1998, 1999, and there was a legislative cutback in that time. So since that time, we've been trying to get a little bit added every year. So we've had probably from two thousand and one two hundred fifty thousand that we. We've slowly been trying to increase it. So 650 is a really nice number. One of the things, the number that you talked about, there's a cap in there. There are 74 fairs that receive state aid. and They have different paperwork that they have to submit to the Department of Ag in order to receive that state aid. And some fairs pay out. They don't receive 100% of the premiums back from the state. So there are a lot of out-of-pocket expenses that the fairs have. And so because we had low funding, the cap was in place so that every fair still got an equal share. So changing the cap max that a fair could receive from 10000 to twenty is really a huge deal. There's enough funding to make that happen. We only have one fair that won't max out, and that's the Walworth County Fair, and they spend more than $40,000 on premiums. So it's a really great thing for our fairs. It continues to help them encourage exhibits to take place because, you know, it's one thing to pay the premiums, but the other thing that fairs have to cover the expenses to remove the manure, to have buildings available, to have lodging for all those animals and those exhibits that are going to be there. So they can focus different funding to cover that component so that the premiums that they receive from the state aid really are going back to the exhibits and the exhibitors for all the great work that they do for the fair.
1: Another conversation piece that came up during the session discussing that legislation was also the issue of exhibitors being able to show at multiple county fairs and receive premiums. Can you give us a little more background on what exactly that issue was and where things stand as of right now.
0: And it has been that all along with state aid, exhibitors can show up multiple fairs. They can go to multiple fairs. They can earn a premium. That hasn't changed. We did have, of our 74 fairs, we had a few fairs that misinterpreted the rule differently and said that I can still collect a state-aided premium from the state on an exhibit that's already been shown elsewhere. So it was kind of a clarification process, if you will, to say the majority of the fairs were following the rule that you could exhibit at multiples, but you could only receive that state-aided premium back from the state. And that, that fell on the fair. That didn't fall on the exhibitor. That's an important thing to understand, that you could always exhibit and you always received your premium, but how much fell back on the fare was probably the biggest thing. At the end of the day, throughout this entire process, the part that was great is that legislation understood that we needed more funding in order to allow that component to happen if we were going to make a change. So at the end of the day with this most recent bill, it will allow fairs to not have to track if someone has exhibited at a different fair or not. So they don't have to ask another fair and find out, hey, did this exhibit take place? Because if so I have to deduct it on my form that I submit in. So it streamlined that process. The other thing is it will open the door for other fairs to decide whether or not they want to let even more exhibitors in on their fair or not. And that onus always does fall back on the fairs because at the end of the day, they need to make sure that they have enough room and that they've got money to cover the expenses that come with more exhibits at their fair. So at the end of the day, the funding was something that allowed all fairs to now have that opportunity to streamline that process and not have to do extra bookkeeping to find out who's exhibited at another fair or not.
1: With county fair season being not even quite halfway through, what can you tell interested folks who want to go out and check out county fairs? What can they look forward to in the coming months ahead with county fair season still in full swing?
0: Well, if they haven't had the opportunity to go, it's an awesome avenue to explore anything agriculture-related. We always talk that there's so many different ingredients that go into making a fair. Some fairs choose to have entertainment, that that entices some people to come. Some fairs have beer, which entices people to Come, tractor pulls that type of stuff and then some people just want to come and watch the kids exhibit and see those components and then don't forget about the vendors that are at our fairs selling their goods and so forth and who can forget the fair foods? every one of those aspects somebody should be able to find some ingredient that goes into a fair that makes them want to have a good time and understand the importance of the fair industry
1: an increase in the number of fairgoers attending our county fairs and an increase in the amount of money from the state for premiums are both positive news for county fairs If you haven't had a chance, there are still plenty of opportunities to head out and enjoy a county fair. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.